0: Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana.
1: Hey, Harrison County, I'm Elmer Ramos. And I'm Graylin Porter. And you're
2: listening to the Blue Dot Podcast.
1: Hello, Harrison County, and welcome to episode 32 of the Blue Dot. How's it going, Graylin? It's going well. I'm doing well. We're recording in the morning. Yeah, We usually don't do that.
2: So I'm caffeinated.
1: Okay, good. good. I was going to say, if anything sounds off, I'm still waking up, I guess. Yeah, you're still waking up. (laughs) You're groggy. And
2: I'm at my best. I'm like in my peak caffeinated, (laughs) ready to go. I'm on it.
1: All right. Well, at least one of us does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, on today's uh, episode, I'm really excited that we have uh, Janelle Amy, um, and I'm really excited to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is the, is it director?
2: Executive director, yeah.
1: Executive director of uh, Main Street Cordon, Mm -hmm. right? Because Main Street's a a bigger entity, right?
2: Yeah, well, and that's something that I want to ask her because I've always known about Main Street Cordon, but... I've never had it exactly explained to me what it is exactly. And um, I want her to explain it to us and the listener. Mm -hmm.
1: That will definitely be good. Um, And then we're gonna be talking about uh, animal control and what happened at the county council meeting briefly. Yeah,
2: as well as give you a rundown on what happened in the primary election. We'll talk about that and just give you kind of a rundown of what happened and what might that mean for the general.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that. Let's do it. All right, let's do it.
2: Okay, so this is a kind of a wild story. Um, we don't have a whole lot of commentary on it because uh, the county council seems to be somewhat supportive. You were actually at this meeting. You went to this county council meeting, your first. Yes,
1: I was fulfilling my uh, requirement from leadership. Um, Mm -hmm. And yes, and I was really surprised. I mean, I I get my first one and I I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure what to expect other than, you know, I've seen the videos, but Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting just my, 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 I guess my main, Complaint would be that I couldn't hear. Yeah. that's like a big issue there. I think like
2: it's a really big issue for a lot of the they, older people that are there as well. Like, oh, they can't hear anything. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm I'm amazed that you like get anything from the recordings because mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, now and and I guess it made me wonder: is that something that's intentional? You know, like maybe they don't really want the public to fully, you know, what's happening.
2: I've thought I know, that, so. but after the the more experience I have with um, Chad Shireman, the auditor and, and the county council and commissioners, I think it's just pure negligence. Okay. I, I don't okay. think it's on purpose. I think they just don't care enough to make it better, which I guess you would say that's on purpose.
1: Yeah. 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 So I'm just, I am just. don't think it's know, a curious. priority
2: to make it yeah, easier yeah. to understand.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess uh, headphones praise, help. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, praise to all the, all the people that go out there to record and listen to these. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's a bit. It I will say, and I don't know if it's because we are recording a lot of the meetings, but it, the meetings have been shorter lately and a lot more boring than they used to be. Hmm. I have noticed that. Like, they get in, they get out, and there's not a lot of um, you know,
1: off the cuff talk as a more, yeah, as a more prepared, I guess.
2: Yeah. More bare bones. I, I would say that's definitely the case in a lot of the meetings I, I've been to, but um, animal control presented uh, a request for $30,000 to cover um, the cost of boarding and vet bills for over, I think it was like 59 animals that they've seized from one home
1: um i'm not yeah i think it's yeah Yeah. i think uh, all i know is a lot of animals (laughs) it's a
2: lot of animals that they had to take out of this house or this i guess it was a farm
1: yeah i guess so Um, i mean uh, from what i've heard it was kind of like all over the place
2: yeah they had (laughs) cows horses pigs 40
1: birds i know and they were all like different types of yeah. birds mm-hmm.
2: yeah. and an African sulcutta tortoise
1: yeah actually that one they did say that that's I think a lot of the animals are going to up, grow up for adoption mm-hmm. um, but that was the only one that they said it couldn't mm-hmm. because it was like a special like care kind of yeah. animal which is how do you get your hands on an animal like that first of all
2: I don't Just know kind of, uh, I you know? think it's more common than I think it is that people yeah. have exotic animals I think it's a lot yeah. more common than I think um you just,
1: you just made me think of that uh ti- tiger show don't or... say it yes <laughs> i don't even, i can't tiger remember the King. Name. Yeah, yeah we watched like it. the first
2: two episodes and then i i i got a weird like feeling i was like this feels very yeah just gross i don't like this yeah. so i i quit watching but um but yeah
1: i just think that like it's like a rural area thing to have mm-hmm. exotic animals mm-hmm. so yeah that's just, yeah it's kind of funny
2: so I think they're, you know, they'll they'll vote on whether they're going to give her the money um, in a couple of weeks, but I feel they kind of don't have a choice.
1: Like when when we were there or when I was there um, they mm. were talking about other sources of money, but I can't remember where. I think
2: the, like, other money as it was far coming as from. like recouping the money via the court system, the making fees. yeah, gotcha. issuing fees to the the owners that would be you know go towards that i'm sure there's a way they can work it out i i found i was watching it and i found it hard to understand as well um yeah. so i i don't know she needs the money because they're taking care of these animals right now yeah you know so yeah. i think they have to give it to her i think they I will. always
1: wonder i was wonder why there isn't like a Kind of like us. Is there a set budget? Like, do they now put money aside for animal control when they prep yeah. the budget? Okay.
2: Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, um, but she did get more this time because she had, you know, advocated for it so strongly. Yeah. Um, but no, it's not much, and um, I think I want to just encourage everyone listening to, you know, maybe go out and get some. Starbucks gift cards or something for the animal control staff and just take them out there. Like mm-hmm. this is a, I cannot imagine doing that job for any amount of money, let alone yeah. what they get paid.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: that That's just the mental stress yeah. of this job seems incredible to me.
1: I, I just, uh, the fact that she has to go out and go, go up take in front animals. of the council.
2: Oh, and yeah. like be in that house and, You know deal with the people that are mistreating animals and taking them and just seeing that day in and day out would be so difficult
1: yeah i can't imagine Mm. i know (laughs) so yeah yeah flowers candy
2: baked goods yeah everybody (laughs) let's do it All right.
1: Another news um, we have the Harrison Township shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about that.
2: That's what I wrote in the outline and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wanted to, I felt like this was too wild to just not mention. Um, So Nate Adams went to the most recent meeting of the Harrison Township Advisory Board, which we talked about advisory board in length on the skate park
0: kind Mm -hmm. of episode a few. Mm -hmm
2: weeks back yeah um but they they brought up roads pool and staffing which apparently as of yesterday at the parks meeting they are fully staffed and roads pool is going to open on time but we'll see um but that's what larry says so at this meeting nate asked the township advisory board like they're having trouble staffing getting lifeguards for roads pool um Larry has said it's a financial burden for teenagers to go through training. Why don't you guys provide scholarships for the lifeguard certification and we can get people to work? Mm -hmm. And that spurred a discussion of how hard it is to get people to work. And so two things, the first thing, which I thought was hilarious, was the township advisory board. And I can't uh, because I was just listening and I couldn't see I, I can't know for sure who said this, his voice, their voices are similar, but one of the advisory board members said, well, I was listening to the blue dot podcast and Scott (laughs) Dickinson said, you know, he talked about this and they all were like, I know. And so they used the podcast as like, you know, a talking point when they were discussing this in the meeting, which I thought was fabulous.
1: Oh my God. They're
2: listening and loving it. Um, And then second, was that Rhonda Rhodes, who's on the advisory board?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: She, this is a direct quote. I'm going to read it. Okay. She said, We're losing a lot of young people to fentanyl and drugs. It's amazing how many people are dying. That may be where some of our young people are. They are not here. We're losing young people. So, one of the, uh, the, the, the theories she has on why we can't get lifeguards at Rhodes Pool is that all the young people are dying
1: of drug overdoses. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's priceless.
2: And she's an elected <laughs> official, and that's what she thinks. That's why she thinks they can't get lifeguards at Rhodes Pool. I mean, I have no words for that. I have you no know, words.
1: I, I, right now, I, I feel like they're actually doing better things than, than what we, our generation was doing at that. Oh their yeah, age, for you know? sure.
2: For sure. <laughs> but I just, I, we have the audio if you don't believe me that she said That's that it's on tape. Like we have her on tape saying it. it is it's it's, uh, it's incredible to me.
1: That's very shocking.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, so bless Nate for going to that meeting and, and catching that great clip.
1: I have to share with you something that came in the mail. Okay. Um, and it's pretty, I would say this is the most creative piece slash, I'm I'm being sarcastic. Oh, the okay. most creative piece okay. that I've uh, seen of political mail.
2: Oh, wow. I'm ready. So
1: This is the back. Have you seen this? Oh
2: my God. It's so uh listener. This is a uh, visual he's holding up. It's a flyer for Gary Byrne that literally has so much text on it that I can't. <laughs> even read it
1: making America great again again starts right here (laughs) in the southern Indiana in oh in southern Indiana sorry that was my so
2: his and it says vote (laughs) pro-Trump vote pro-freedom vote for Gary Byrne
1: (laughs) wow but this is not the best part hold on okay I I saved the best for last
2: okay I'm ready he's gonna flip it over listener he's flipping it over oh lordy I want you to take a picture of this and we're going to put it in the show notes. Yeah. This is a picture of Donald Trump. It's an illustration of Donald Trump as uncle Sam pointing. You've probably seen it before. And it says, I want you vote May 3rd, making America great again, again, starts right here. This is incredible.
1: Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, it goes, wow. it, this reminds me of like, why, why, if he's so great, why do we have to put his head on every kind of like character because like, it's
2: a because it's it's a marker of like identity it's what we talked about in the last episode because I'm getting ads for his opponent Kevin Bainline mm-hmm. in my Instagram feed in my what? instagram stories, these really slick video commercials in Instagram, so he's clearly going for a different kind of person right
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the majority
2: of uh, Trumpers are not on Instagram. So so you've got these two people just like battling, um, using very different tactics.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I think it's pretty like, crazy. Like what other I mean, I guess it's creative and <laughs> in some weird I way. wouldn't that's not creative. No. <laughs> that's not creative.
2: No. <laughs> no. I've seen that illustration before.
1: I know it's a he like just, just
2: slapped it on there. He's like, just get Trump all over this thing. Bye.
1: It, it freaks me. It's, like you get like when I saw it, I totally got chills.
2: Oh yeah, totally. Like why is this coming to my my house? Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, it's ridiculous.
2: And we know why. It's because you haven't lived here yeah. that long, yeah. and they don't yeah. know what to do yeah. with you. And the, yeah. boy, that's and you know what? That's expensive to send that out. To send that out, yeah, yeah, that's That's true. very expensive. So. Oh man. Good grief. Taking a
1: risk. Okay. But, oh my goodness.
2: Okay, I am going to give you a brief rundown of what happened on Tuesday's primary. I'm recording this on Thursday the 6th at 4, so we, you know, we've had a couple days out and um, we have our results, so I just thought I'd pop right in and give you all an update if you haven't heard already. Uh, We talked about all these races on our last episode. You can go back and check that out um, if you want kind of a more in-depth, Discussion on these candidates, but the primary was on Tuesday, and the first race I want to talk about is the the Democratic primary for the ninth district uh, Congress. So we had Matt Fife, Isak, and uh, Liam Doris, and Matt Fife won the primary by he had fifty six point eight percent of the vote, so um, won that by a decent lead. And um we'll have him as our candidate um in November. So Matt Fife, he is a math teacher, lives in Bloomington, he's been on the pod before, we love him, and we will do everything we can to get him in office in November. And he'll be running against uh Aaron Halchin. So that was the primary that we had Nine people in the race, um, and it was basically a three-way race between Aaron Houchin, Mike Sodrel, and Stu Barnes-Israel. And luckily for Aaron Houchin, Mike Sodrel and Stu Barnes-Israel split their votes; were perfectly split at 25.8% and 21%, and then she picked up 37.3%. So, if it hadn't been such a wide-open race, you know, I think that that would have looked a little different and. You know, Mike Sodrel may have had a chance or even Stu Barnes Israel, but they, you know, having that many people in the race really worked in her favor and she was able to win that. So she will be running for Congress. She was our state senator in sister, uh, District 47 um, and now is moving up to the federal level running for Congress. And so the, the seat that she resigned from, uh, State Senate District 47... We had a race for that in the Republican primary, uh, Gary Byrne versus Kevin line And this was kind of one of the more contested, you know, talked about races on the ballot for Republicans because, and we talked about this in the last episode, this is a real example of the schism you're seeing in the Republican Party where you have, you know, more moderate, um, buttoned up old school Republicans, which Kevin Bainline would be that kind of Republican versus, you know, Trumpers that are a little bit more freewheeling. And we talked about that. The issue the Republicans have right now is that that the moderate old school Republicans simply cannot win a primary against a Trumper right now. And that's what happened. Um, you know, Gary Byrne won I think he got, let's see, it was 54% to 46%. So a much tighter race. You know, it's almost evenly split between the two candidates. And even more interesting is that Bainline won Floyd County by 62%. So Bainline got 62% of the vote in Floyd County. Now he's from Floyd County, but I don't think that's necessarily the only reason he got such a high percentage of that county that county is also more urban for what you um you know I don't know if it would be considered that way uh <laughs> nationally but for us Floyd County is a bit of a more cosmopolitan um suburb of the city which you know in other parts of the midwest and the you know rural states suburban areas are definitely more Um, blue and more kind to that moderate Republican versus a Trumper. So he won Floyd County by quite a bit, but then he could not um, pick up, you know, that same percentage in Harrison and Washington, which are the other two counties that make up District 47. So, for instance, here in Harrison County, he obviously won by quite a bit because he's from here, but he got 68% of the vote. And in Washington County, he got 64% of the vote. So That's, you know, tells me that this rural-urban divide that we're seeing on a red versus blue level is also affecting the Republican Party because the Trumpism effect of the the rural areas is so strong. And I will be eager to see um, what happens because... Gary Byrne, like I said before, he couldn't even win a primary for county council in Harrison County, let alone, you know, state Senate, but he's most likely going to be a state senator. So there you go. And moving on to Harrison County and our our local races, um, we had a couple races that we talked about last uh, episode that were Republican primaries, where you had, um, you know, people challenging the incumbent. And Funnily enough, in both of those races, so it was County Council District 2 and County Commissioner District 3, both of our incumbents, Republican incumbents, lost their race by quite a bit. So Jim Heitkemper lost to Brad Wiseman. Brad Wiseman got 63.25% of the vote um, versus Jim's 36%. So that's, you know, quite a defeat. I mean, that's just he got slaughtered basically. And I think it's just, I don't know what it means, but I think it's just really interesting that in both of these races, so Joe Kellum defeated Ross Schultz, 63 to 36 as well. So he got 63% of the vote versus Ross Schultz getting 36%. So we both are incumbents just completely, it was just so decisive, victories for these new challengers. And that's going to mean something when you have a party that, that holds in essence, a hundred percent of the elected um, offices in the County, you know, they're that the the voters are clearly not happy with the way things are going. If they're voting out all their incumbents in a primary. Um, so, you know, it's just something to really kind of pay attention to and, if i were the republican party i maybe they've orchestrated it you know that's that's the rumor is that it's all orchestrated by the the local chairman of the republican party but you know there's no way to prove that you know it could be happening from within that they're trying to replace you know members like commissioners and council members that they don't necessarily want um and so the party itself is putting up candidates i don't know but it is interesting that, that both incumbents lost their races. And as far as it goes, generally, um, you know, that the turnout was very low. We're going to talk about the election itself a little bit more in an upcoming episode. I worked the polls for, and um, Sarah Blessing also worked the polls. And so we're going to be discussing what that experience was like. But, you know, we had very few people vote. And... I understand why, obviously, for Democrats, there wasn't a lot to vote for, but I think it really does tell us something that the turnout was so low for Republicans as well. Not sure what I think about it yet, but I do think it's something that we need to think about and maybe try to unpack a little bit. So anyway, um, that's it for, you know, your, your uh, primary rundown. Um, Stay tuned for an upcoming episode on what it was like to work the polls. Okay, today we're joined by Janelle Amy, the Executive Director of Main Street Corydon. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on.
1: really excited to have you um we've Mm -hmm. been asking a lot of questions about you know what what it is what is main (laughs) street what it is
2: punchy today (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right um but no for the listeners like we have a group of listeners that i'm sure are very familiar with main street but a lot of people i think either if they're new to the area or just not you know i i've grown up in i wasn't grew up in downtown corridon so i just it's always been a part of what's going on but um if you can give us just a like basic what is main street corridon what is its role uh,
0: yeah <laughs> so um i guess the formal definition of our mission statement is to preserve promote and enhance the charm character and vibrancy of historic downtown corridon that's basically just a lot of words to say. <laughs> um, we're here to help with the economic side of downtown Cordon. And that goes into like a, a lot of different ca- capacities. So yeah. um, that could be, you know, how do we get people in downtown Cordon? How do we get people to want to live in this community and stay here and live, work and play um, mm-hmm. throughout their entire lives because we have so much to offer and, and cordon. And also, you know, how do we keep the businesses here? What incentives can we draw in, you know, whether it's hosting something like light up cordon to draw people in, to create a great business day for them or just hosting the cordon farmers market to create that additional economic stability within downtown. Really our hands are in a lot of different capacities, but, we're here for the economic growth and stability of historic downtown Cordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
2: think it's been in existence since the 80s is when yeah, it started been around
0: yeah. for a really long time we became accredited with indiana main street i believe back in 2015 or 2016 mm-hmm. um i think they lost their accreditation for a little bit and then katherine turcott came on board and mm-hmm. did that entire process and we've been accredited ever since yeah and you worked closely with Catherine, right Yeah. So my time with Main Street began back in around 2016, 2015. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet Catherine during uh, what they then called Umaganda Corden, which was a cleanup project in downtown Corden, and. Really, ever since then, she just kind of took me under her wing. There was a lot of great and exciting things happening in downtown Corden. Um, whenever we were on the path to get the stellar grant, mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate that she just you know, kept me on board to be a part of that and um, really just ramped up my passion for this community as well. Yeah, I, um, I would love to have her on the show, but I, I mean, she moved
2: away and she's not necessarily a part of the community anymore, but... I worked at the YMCA when it first opened
0: oh, that's amazing. and worked
2: with her closely there. And she like, so for those of you listening that may not know, she, she was very ahead of, you know, a big role in getting the Y here. And wow. then she was the executive director of main street. And I consider her to be one of the most influential people for our town in oh, yeah. the past, you know, 20 years. I just think she is so incredible and I just hold her on such a high you know, pedestal. I
0: mean, she's always been a mentor to me just because Mm -hmm. I I just believe she handles herself with such grace. And I mean, Mm -hmm. that woman is a powerhouse. I mean, she Mm -hmm. gets amazing things done, you know, like building a YMCA. I know. I mean, that's, that's mind blowing to me. And I mean, especially coming into this role and working under Catherine, um, you know, I'm used to, I guess, that high level of energy of mm-hmm. we're going to get amazing things done for mm-hmm. this community. And at times it can be really, really big shoes um, to fill. And by all means, I'm not a Catherine Turcott, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I definitely, that's what I aspire to have our town continue to be this prosperous place where everybody's on the same level of energy and excited to see where we're going, you know, because yeah. we hold so much potential in this community.
1: Yeah. Wow, and it's pretty yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking a while back about like how there's so there's so many uh like screen printing businesses in town yeah. and they're all like busy. So it's yeah. like the, the business and and you know the economy is ready to grow. I mean, in this town.
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. I think a lot of places are seeing that as well. I mean, even the schools, you know, um we had Dr. Eastridge talked at um our rotary club um just this past week and um, you know he was talking about how their numbers are increasing significantly and they're having to have people you know come in and do a survey of the school and different ways that they can improve. So it's showing that cordon is growing and we have more individuals here that will hopefully be here for the longevity mm-hmm. of cordon as well. And that's why Main Street's here. You know, how do we want keep them in mm-hmm. this community to where they want to plant their roots here. They they want to stay here for you know, to, to yeah. then have
2: their families and yeah, keep it
1: yeah, going.
2: Exactly. Well, and I think because we're so close to Louisville, I've always said, you know, it, it's great if we want to create more high paying jobs here, but, but to me, the, the number one focus that keeps people wanting to live here versus going to Louisville is not necessarily the job because it's only 30 minutes away. It's what, what is here, you know, mm-hmm. what, what. I would not the word amenities is not the right word, but you know, um, quality of life things mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the trail, like the farmers market, like the skate park, um, restaurants. You know that to me is what gets people to want to live somewhere, right? You know, yeah. I mean, there has versus like a, a Georgetown or a Lanesville. Why would you choose Corydon? Um, right. And and I think we we are on that path just with. You know, eighteen sixteen, we had Scott on a couple uh, episodes back, and just what he's doing, you know, is just so important. I think it's it's yeah. so important.
0: I think yeah, we have yeah. a lot of great people on board that have the vision for our community. I mean, even you know Scott, mm-hmm. we're so 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 fortunate to yeah. have him and Corden. I mean, mm-hmm. he's so talented, and that he also has passion for this community just yeah. speaks volumes and there's all kinds of business owners within this downtown community that have that exact same drive and passion and are so talented and you know it's it is a draw we for me corden is just a community feel i don't it's kind of hard to put into words i mean i know since i was little and coming into downtown corden and walking around the square it just gives you this warm, Mm -hmm. embracing feeling. I mean, you have the history side of things, but then you also have just these community players that Mm -hmm. make you want to stay here and make you just love this community 10 times more, you know?
2: Yeah. The infrastructure is so perfectly set up for a thriving downtown with Mm -hmm. the square and, you know, the buildings that line it. And of course with Stellar, they're, they're beautiful now, you know, they're, they're Mm -hmm. so beautiful to look at compared to what they were. And, Um, Did you grow up in Corden? Yeah. So I
0: went to North Harrison. So I'm actually from Ramsey, Indiana, but my grandparents owned a business um, Mm -hmm. called Evergreen's Corden that was on North Capitol, just up on the hill. Mm -hmm. Um, And they actually lived like Kind of the store was in the front mm-hmm. part, and then their house was in, in the back side of it. Yeah. Which was really I think, amazing. I
2: taught yoga to your grandmother a couple times. She came to <laughs> class a couple oh, times.
0: Oh gosh, she probably freaked out once her heart rate got. A no, know. Yeah, high yeah. High. she was a great student, but she didn't come more than a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that was not fine. necessarily her cup of tea. But I'm, I'm, proud of her for, for trying, trying yeah. that. But um, <laughs> yeah, she, my grandparents have been absolutely fantastic. And really, Mm -hmm. I mean, I give them kudos because I don't think I would be in this spot if Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't for them, just because my grandfather was very involved with um, downtown and the community and he already knew Catherine Mm -hmm. um, before I did. And he was the one that told me about Imganda Corden and and brought me down here. So whether it was, you know, just hanging out with them during the weekday on, you know, the summer, Mm -hmm times um where we we're out of school and going on bike rides downtown or we'd yeah. go to emory's or town square mm-hmm. gallery and i was I miss emory's world. yeah yeah i miss too. emory's i, I worked that at emory's just...
2: for a summer as well i worked there oh,
0: that's awesome yeah, yeah that that, would, that was always kind of a dream of mine to like work in an ice cream store for it longer. was I tough think. i was the only employee other than kevin yeah that i mean it was <laughs> booming in there all the time
2: it was tough it was yeah. tough. <laughs> He was a character, too. I miss him. Yeah. Kevin Paul. The yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, on that note, I, I was wondering, uh, are there any new, st- new businesses that are coming in that we should be excited no. about, or is that something you can't talk about yet?
0: <laughs> well, we so one newer business is Weeping Willow Boutique, and she's located on Beaver Street. So she's been open... I wanna say a little over a month now, probably hmm. more than that. So um she's done different pop-ups and things like that around downtown. But in the JJ Bullet Building, which is right across from Bicentennial Park, um, we have two new businesses coming. Um, so the Bagel girls, um, they are located where Ombelay co-working yeah. space would be. Um, So they'll get to utilize that outdoor dining area. They're going to have. I'm so excited um, about that. It will be really, really good. Um, Mm -hmm. They'll have breakfast and lunch. Uh, Mm -hmm. They also used to set up at the, well, they still are setting up at the Cordon Farmers Market and have always sold out. So, you know, she has a good clientele base already. So we're Mm -hmm. just really excited that we can make things work and that she's ready to get rolling. So, yeah. um, I think that's so needed is like, a lunch place. Like um
2: I can't think of the name of the place that was in like the little grocery that was right by butts. Indian Creek Market. Yes. Yes. Like the sandwich. Yeah, the sandwiches in there. We would go down and get a sandwich and it was just so easy for lunch. Um, And you know that is so needed, I think just something quick that's still really good. And it's not fast food and it's right in downtown. And I'm just so excited about them.
0: I'm excited to see what all she'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's just a great visionary and, and she's helped us with like light up Portland and things like that. So mm-hmm. she's involved in the community as well and involved in main street. So um, just really excited to have her in downtown uh, officially and, and full time. So she's yeah. hoping to open, um, I believe in June. Um, that's just kind of the tentative date right now, but then mm-hmm. we also have, um, lazy cow creamery. That's Ooh. going in the bistro um, location. <laughs> oh, so, exciting. Um, it is super, super exciting. Um, this is a young couple and um, another lady that are all working together and some nice new fresh energy to downtown Corden. Um, they have a wonderful business plan planned out. Um, I know they were wanting to do some lunch items as well, but obviously mm. also focus on ice cream. Yeah that's very exciting yeah that's, i am very that's excited great. for that i mean,
1: both of them bagels yeah. and ice cream <laughs> bagels. Of yeah. Swag. Well, can't I, actually,
2: I actually am Again, I'm gonna do it again. I said before we started recording I wasn't gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it anyway. (laughs) I ordered bagels and I'm gonna pick them up tonight at the farmer's market. But good. If you go on their website,
0: like it's so easy to
2: order online and then you just pick up at the farmers
0: market. Yeah, I'm assuming we'll probably do something like that in store as well once they're open because she's just swamped at the farmers market. She always sells out. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's got a really, really good base yeah um, behind That's her. Perfect. So i'm excited to have her
1: yeah. yeah awesome yeah well you mentioned um surveys earlier and I, it made me a little curious about um do you guys handle any kind of research to kind of know what other businesses we can bring to, to downtown and yeah stuff? of
0: course so since i've started in january we haven't really dug you know deeper within that level of things but you know, our hand is definitely extended to some different parties um, out there that are helping us with that research and figuring out, you know, how can we draw more people in here? So for instance, we have a merchant meeting that's coming up in May and we've invited Joe Lenny from Indiana Small Business Development Center. I know that Um, guy. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to have him come in and just talk about different incentives and things of that sort. And they're also fantastic with you know, trying to keep the ball rolling within Cordon and mm-hmm. how do we get what we're looking for, what we're envisioning for this downtown community to keep people here,
1: mm-hmm. here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, a lot of that just goes with communication and making sure everybody's kind of on the same page that we're all moving forward with the same vision. Um, another part of that goes with the marketing side of things. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you have to market your downtown community. So we've I have been working with a young lady that's helping to come up with a marketing plan um, for just downtown Corden as a whole. So, yeah, we're always trying to get new people to come in and help with the education process. But hopefully, within the future, you know, as we're looking at an overall grand scheme of things, we'll have more mm-hmm. analytical kind of data, you know, demonstrating this is how yeah. we're pulling people in, the incentives that we have in line, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and this,
2: I know that we're kind of entering festival season and I know there's some stuff that's coming up. Um, one thing I'm really excited about, and I know Elmer is involved in it a little bit, but is the Colors of Corydon. I think this yeah. looks like such a fun festival.
0: Yeah, so we're really excited about that. That's on May 21st from 11 to 8. Um, so we were fortunate enough back in, I think it was 2019, we received a grant from the Indiana Arts Commission um, mm-hmm. that was then matched by the Harrison County Community Foundation um, to put on this festival. So mm-hmm. um, it was delayed, obviously, because of COVID and mm-hmm. um, just a few bumps in the road there. So um, we are executing it in May and we will have demonstrators there. Um, we're going to have different art vendors. We'll have a kid's zone activity center. Um all kinds of great stuff food trucks there'll be entertainment the moose lodge is putting on a beer garden mm-hmm. we're hoping to have a fiddle fest so I, that's, that's something there. that really caught my eye was this fiddle contest yeah. i'm
1: yeah. so excited that sounds pretty fun <laughs> i yeah. know
0: so julie with the harrison county arts they're helping to put on this event along with main street cordon and okay um, Um, She has put on fiddle fest in the past, so she brought it up and I said, run with it. Um, That sounds like something definitely different and entertaining to downtown. (laughs) So I don't know how many participants we have signed up yet. Um, Mm -hmm. She's been typically handling that, but um, yeah, I think it'll be something different and fun. Mm -hmm. Definitely fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there with my uh, demonstration (laughs) screen printing booth
0: really yeah. awesome yeah.
1: you want to pull the print while I had a print just come on by yeah. cool it's, it's my secret way of recruiting people <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then I know it's been in the um kind of like in at the council meetings they've been talking about popcorn festival and that's coming back the popcorn festival is something that I went to as a kid um and it's coming back this year
0: yeah, so that'll be really exciting. It is a collaborative effort between Main Street Cordon, the Harrison County Parks Department, Sheriff's Department, the Town of oh, wow. um, yeah. the CBD. I mean, you have all kinds of key players within mm-hmm. this large event, so um, obviously Ramsey Popcorn and Preferred Popcorn are also um, heavily involved in it because we want to highlight them um, mm-hmm. and all the awesome work that they've done in our community. So um, that's July 1st and 2nd. Uh, I think a lot of people will see some of the things that are well known from years past, um, trying to bring those back and recreate them, um, but also some new things as well. Yeah. So I know they have some great entertainment lined up already. Um, Main Street's helping with the different activities going on downtown. There'll be a queen contest. Um, and a there colonel per- uh, colonel, per- per- yeah, yeah that was hilarious. Well, so <laughs> Main Street's helping with that. that? Fantastic. Um, yeah, there's gonna be a cornhole tournament, so oh, nice. man, I gotta, gotta practice. Yeah. I'm so bad. I'm
2: so bad. bad that, no, <laughs> I lose interest in cornhole back. after about 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, it
0: takes way too well, based long. Based off of Elmer's shot, I'm not. I'm not quite sure how how great.
1: That'll be either yeah. Basketball there, right? Yeah, that's yeah. not quite. No, I used though. to play with with a guy who every time he would shoot, he would say, Kobe. Oh god. <laughs> like, oh God, please stop.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's just all very, very exciting. And one thing I'd noticed um last weekend was the extravaganza and how many people that brings in to downtown Corridan, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on like
0: yeah, because it's it's really big. It is. It is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Joe and Poe that put that on are just outstanding in this mm-hmm. community. Um, they know how to run an extravaganza yeah. well, and um, mm-hmm. kudos to them. I mean, anytime a different party or entity wants to put on something of that capacity it just helps our downtown yeah you know? yeah so i mean if they want main street cordon to be involved and help um in any level obviously we want to do that as well but mm-hmm. i mean i applaud them i mean it really does bring in a, a lot, lot of, of people. people and the, yeah. the vendors do well mm-hmm. as well i mean they they love it and look forward mm-hmm. to it here i know it's becoming more and more competitive i'm sure to get the vendors there. yeah i I
2: live across the street basically and um last weekend it was like almost as many cars as the fair i was like that Mm -hmm. is that's kind of of what i was
1: associating it with too it's like Mm -hmm. you essentially a fair but just with vendors and without the rides but Mm it's not I think you know families here need a reason to get out and that's like even if you're just going for a walk or you know getting out and seeing stuff I think it's yeah, pretty awesome there's all kinds of that. great
0: stuff I mean food trucks and and all kinds of neat things there but yeah um yeah I mean it's absolutely fantastic and they finally had a nice sunny day with yeah when I know was it was like on. the that ultimate <laughs> yeah it was so perfect cherry on top
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wanted to uh, go back to the popcorn festival and say that we forgot to mention fireworks.
0: Yes. Right? So the sheriff's department is putting on the fireworks sets coming out of their, their, um, paying for that and sponsoring it. So that is absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, thanks, thanks to the Sheriff's Department and Nick Smith for all their hard effort. And mm-hmm. they've just been wonderful to work with as well. So that'll be really exciting. Um, they will be um, shooting off from uh, the Cedar Hill Cemetery. So yeah. uh, everybody will really be able oh, to see wow. them. They did a test yeah. and uh, you could see them for miles and miles Fantastic. away. Fantastic. So really yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: I just want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been really great.
0: Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for having me. And you know, yeah. we just want to continue to spread the word of what Main Street Corden is doing and just encourage people to come on out to these festivals and activities and and take pride in their hometown. You know, mm-hmm. they can they can play a part in this um and where we're going in the future as well. Yeah.
2: It'd be great to have you on, like maybe you know, twice a year or quarterly just to give sure. people a quick update yeah. of what's what's going on. That'd That's be good. Definitely.
0: We would love to do something like yeah. that. Anytime we can spread the word, we're, we're happy to do so. Yeah. So I appreciate yes. you guys reaching out
1: to me. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Thanks, Janelle. Thank you. All right. Bye. Later. Bye. so much for listening to the blue dot podcast this show is not possible without your support if you would like more information on becoming a member head over to blue.hc.com slash membership also we want to hear from you so if you feel like uh, shooting us an email uh, with your ideas concerns and other feedback uh email at blue.harrisoncounty at gmail.com find us on instagram and facebook at blue.harrisoncounty or leave us a voicemail at 502-653-9157 As always, we want to thank all our guests for joining us. And again, this project is not possible without your support. So thank you.